Section thirty nine of Good Morning, Boys and Girls by Reverend Thomas J. Hostey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Watch out for moths. Good morning, boys and girls. Get your handkerchiefs ready. I've got a sad story to tell you. At least it was a sad story for me. A few years ago, before I came to this parish, I reached into my clothes closet to get a light sweater to wear. I hadn't been in that part of my closet, where I had my summer clothes stored away, since the fall of the previous year. Well, I slipped the sweater over my head, and then I got the surprise of my life. My sweater had so many little holes in it that it looked like a piece of Swiss cheese. For a second or so I was stunned, and then it dawned upon me what had happened. Maybe some of you smart detectives, who hope to become private eyes when you grow up, could tell me what happened. Say, you boys are sharper than the brand new razor blade today. You put your fingers right on the cause of the damage. Moss. Moss are funny little things. They look like very small white butterflies. They eat clothes like you and I eat cake and ice cream. They like nothing better than to chew on a good piece of cloth. We're wise to that taste of theirs, and we have invented many different ways to spoil their appetite, so that they won't wreck our clothing. One of the most common means of protecting clothing against the attacks of moths is to put mothballs in and around the clothes. There is something about a mothball smell and taste that keeps the moths away. I guess a mothball must make the clothes taste to the moth like castor oil tastes to you and me. Can you imagine yourself ever ordering a castor oil sundae? Before any of you get the idea that I wasn't smart enough to protect my clothes, let me tell you that I had a great number of mothballs in my closet but I made the mistake of not realizing that mothballs can get weak and lose their power. Every so often you have to buy fresh new mothballs. Once they lose their power, mothballs are no longer a protection against moths. The thing that gets your goat about the moths is that they look so harmless. When you see one of those little creatures parked on your sweater or on your coat, you think that it couldn't hurt a flea. But that's where you're wrong. Just let it park long enough on your coat or on your suit or on your sweater and one moth can ruin it. Boys and girls, menial sins are a great deal like moths in the effect they can have upon our souls. Unless we pay attention to venial sins, they can ruin our souls by developing into serious sins. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that statement. Let's suppose that you start up by stealing a couple of pennies from your mother's purse. You keep telling yourself that it's only a venial sin. That's perfectly true. It is only a venial sin. But the first thing you know, you start taking a little more. With that outlook on stealing, sooner or later there is a strong possibility that you will end up by taking a large amount of money. When that happens, you have committed a serious sin, and you have wrecked your soul. What is true of stealing is true of practically all the other sins. No one starts out by being a big sinner. People usually start out with very little sins, and because they try to kid themselves into thinking that venial sins really don't matter very much, they end up by committing serious sins. If there is one thing that really galls me, it is to hear someone say in defense of his action, Oh, well, it was only a venial sin. Only a venial sin. Where do they get the nerve to use the word only? If we love God, we should do our best to avoid anything which might offend Him, and a venial sin is certainly an offense against Almighty God. Oh, it is not as serious as a mortal sin, and I admit that a billion venial sins put together are not as bad as one mortal sin. But just the same, a venial sin hurts someone whom we claim to love. Boys and girls, be on your guard against small sins. 
the venial ones which can lead to mortal sins. With the help of God's grace, try never to deliberately commit a venial sin. In the beginning of this talk, I compare venial sins to moths. I told you, too, how mothballs are used as a protection against moths. What mothballs are to moths, confession and holy communion are to venial sins. But mothballs can lose their power and their effectiveness unless they are frequently renewed. You can't expect to go to confession or holy communion a couple of times a year and then not have any trouble in fighting off venial sins. Go to confession and holy communion frequently. Try to go to holy communion every time you are at mass. In that way you will keep your soul in good shape to resist the attacks of venial sins. I don't mean that you can't or you won't commit venial sins if you go to confession and receive Holy Communion regularly. I do promise you, though, that if you're going to the sacraments frequently, the moths of venial sin are going to have a much harder time trying to harm your soul. End of section 39